This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. And I'm Lyle Southall, and this is... I was kind of expecting a jingle, sorry. <laughs> I was like, when yeah, the music no plays, jingle. then I'll hit the unmute button. <laughs> I forgot it's a cold cold start there. <laughs> That's right, it's a cold start on this one. Okay, Mon, we have... Uh, one more clue for our quiz. We do? Yeah, well, then we have several. Another clue. We have several. We have... Uh, what book am I? One. one more now. One more book of the, what book of the Bible this, is this? This book was written toward the end of Paul's life while he was in prison. It's a prison book. Okay. And today's prize is The Vegetarian Advantage, Live Longer, Healthier and Happier. This is written by Dr. Don Hall. Um, it's not just a cookbook. It's also a guide to healthy living. Uh, do you want an easy way to lower your blood pressure, prevent heart disease and live a longer, happier life? Dr. Hall has dedicated his life to studying and sharing the effects of diet on health. And in this book, you will learn all about that, how to get rid of your cholesterol-laden, uh, artery-clogging animal product diets to a wholesome plant-based diet, uh, which includes whole grains, legumes, fruits, and vegetables. And this book actually specializes in uh, learning how to ensure that your nutritional needs are being met and how to avoid the pitfalls that's made by many new vegetarians, which is important because a lot of people, when they switch to a plant-based or a vegetarian diet, they freak out and they're not going to get enough protein or not enough iron or not enough this or not enough that. This book is going to na- help you navigate all that. Indeed. So, yeah, the vegetarian Absolutely. advantage. That is a prize today. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843, if you can tell me the answer to today's Breakfast Bible Quiz. You know, I was just thinking about that quiz yeah. and Paul writing that book in prison. Mm. And, of course, you know, there are people who write books in prison from yep. time to time. Or paint. Here in Australia, uh, you are allowed to write a book in prison, but you're not allowed to um, receive any income royalties or profit or royalties from it because it's seen as, you know, proceeds from crime. Yep. That's illegal, but I was just sort of thinking, you know, back in the day when Paul wrote this particular book, if he was able to receive um, royalties from it and he'd set up a trust fund to receive those royalties for the next couple of thousand years, I wonder how much that would have added up to. <laughs> how many times has this book been bought and sold? sold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hilarious. The, the world's number one bestseller has never been anything other than the world's number one bestseller is mm-hmm. the Bible. Yep. Of course, this is a book of the Bible. And it's never included as uh, in the bestseller list because it's never been challenged. Yeah, they only put the ones in the list that are actually um, fluctuate, or, fluctuate. Yeah, or change. Yeah, or change. Yep. And because this one never changes, it has always been in the number one bookseller list. Um, yeah, I think that would have accumulated quite a few, quite a few, just a by few now. royalties yeah, here a and few there. Royalties by now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe he should have copyrighted it and set up a trust and yeah. used it for uh, mm-hmm. evangelistic purposes. However, I think that by making it free to the world, he has done far more evangelism than than if he had tried to make money out of it. Mm-hmm. True story. Okay, so we have a sad announcement to make. Oh, we're doing that now, are we? Yeah, okay. this is a kind of our announcement time, so we'll talk about at that. The end. We're going to talk, talk about it now. Okay. Um, so it goes like this: <clears throat> um, the breakfast show. We've been going now since two thousand and sixteen. Um, and sadly, the breakfast show is coming to an end. Okay. Yeah. 
So uh, the funding for the Breakfast Show has been um, reallocated. There's been some funding pressure that has come in um, for, for, you know, with our parent company. Um, and, yeah, I guess there's probably a whole bunch of different reasons there as to why and how that has taken place. Um, the good news is that there's a rumour that Faith FM will have a, what I, I understand, I've been told a, um, a, a new live show taking place that will be a drive show coming from um, another city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so stay tuned for that. We will get you more information on that as soon as we can. But we've had some good experiences here on Faith FM, Mon. So what are the people going to listen to in the mornings so if they can't listen to us, Lyle? Well, they'll have to stay tuned. Okay. I, I'm not sure at this stage. Um, but yeah, we've had some good experiences here, Mon, and I uh, thought we might just take a f- few minutes to review some of our highlights. Um, mm-hmm. There's been uh, Grey Nomads. Yes. That was an awesome one. Mm-hmm. And we also have a giveaway that is kind of a spin-off from when we were down at Grey Nomads in Jindabyne. Indeed. It's gonna be the, the we did the live show from Jindabyne in... Uh, in um, yeah, in southern New South Wales, it was amazing, and uh, we gave away a free holiday then. And we are finishing out Faith FM Breakfast Show by giving away another free holiday Alpine at Pine Lodge Holiday. Very exciting! Give us a call if you want to enter that. By the way, just one eight hundred Faith FM. Give us your name and number. You'll be in the draw. That's right. So give us a call right now one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Put your name in the draw uh, for the Jindabyne uh, holiday, and also tell us. Um, give us some response. Tell us how you feel about the breakfast show. Whether it's been a blessing to you, whether you would you know like to see it going, keep going, um, that kind of thing. Um, the more support that we can uh, that, that we can get here. Uh, anyway, um, so um, another big highlight, of course, was Ethiopia. Oh, that was really fun. Yeah, that was wild. That it was, was just, really that wild. Was wasn't absolutely, it? <laughs> the most wild radio experience I have ever ever gone through. Uh, I can remember some of those uh, early mornings sitting in your hotel room, Lawson and I with Mon, just about dead. <laughs> <laughs> Preached all night, radio all morning. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that was fun, and I think one probably one of the other highlights for our breakfast show, Mon, was actually your call to breakfast show radio. Yeah, amen. It was a very unique call and a very clear one where, you know, God spoke in a in a very emphatic way and mm-hmm. I just want to say that God has blessed your time here. Um and you know, it's been a a blessing to have you as a part of the uh, breakfast show team and wherever I go when I speak to people, they're always asking me about Mon. <laughs> always asking about the other the other uh, half of the team and of course Lawson as well. You yes. know, we need to remember uh Lawson is not on here as often, but um but yeah. Lyle, same and same back to you. You know, you've been a blessing to so many people as well. So, yeah. Anyway, here's the plans. You're a great, a great host. Here's the plans. We are going out with a bang. Mm-hmm. So this Friday, the breakfast show for the last three weeks is going to move to Raymond Terrace Mission. We will be broadcasting from Raymond Terrace Mission, and we will do the breakfast show from there. But in the evenings, at uh, beginning at 6 o'clock on, uh, this is Friday, Saturday, and Tuesday evenings, we will be broadcasting live from 6 until 8.30 each evening. 
And that, of course, will be the Prophetic Code seminar that Lawson and myself will be doing. Um, Shell will be there as the producer. There will be a uh, musical interlude sort of in the middle of it while we take a break and answer a bunch of questions from the audience. But that will be taking place live. And, of course, you'll be able to send in your questions in the evening. So this will be an evening broadcast live to that Prophetic Code uh, program right there. So basically the breakfast show will be running for about another month. And the last three weeks, you not only... Three and a half weeks. In the last three weeks, you not only get to hear Lyle live in the morning, you get to hear him live in the evening along with Lawson preaching the Prophetic Code Seminar. Yeah. Very exciting, actually. Absolutely. And of course, <laughs> tomorrow morning, um, we are having an interview with our new boss who was yes. appointed on Sunday. So that's super exciting. Mm, very exciting. Um, and so, yeah, once again... Um, Give him a call. Tell him how much you've enjoyed Breakfast Show Radio and uh, while he's here on air. And, uh, yeah, so that will be the, uh, the the new boss tomorrow. Indeed. Yeah. So those are some of the things that are coming up here uh, for the Breakfast Show. And uh, we'll have more information. We'll, we will be able to uh, remind you uh, about this. Of course, if you are listening to the delayed broadcast, then don't call tomorrow. Call right now. Mm. Um, because the delayed broadcast, of course, gets played tomorrow. And you can welcome the new boss um, and uh, or text your messages through. So let me give you those numbers, either for calling or texting. That's 1-800-324-843. Uh, the text number is 491 And we just want to say thank you so much for having listened over the last few years. We really appreciate your presence. We all agree here at the Breakfast Show that the best thing, our our favorite thing that happens on the Breakfast Show is when you guys call us and we get to talk to you guys and we we know that we're having an impact of some degree. So, yeah, the best thing about doing this is... We feel like you're a part of our family. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. Um, And it's just an amazing experience. Um, Yeah, to bump into our listeners. I bumped into some listeners on the weekend and uh, had just had a great chat with them. It was fantastic. Um, and, yeah, every now and then when that happens, it's uh, we, we always welcome it. And so, yeah, we love you guys. We love you to bits, and we look forward to being able to minister in different ways. Uh, we don't know what the future holds, but the future always holds good things when you are in the service of our Lord and Saviour. Well, you know who holds the future. You yeah, Jesus Christ. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so having made that important announcement, um, please keep us in your prayers uh, as we uh, move on into the future. Um, We are now going to get into our Bible study, our 20 million movement, 20 million people around the world studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. Today we are talking about compassion. Okay. Um, And something called compassion fatigue. Ooh, is that similar? Do you ever suffer from this? Sorry, Mon? Is it similar to like burnout? I think there's probably some relationship between the two. Okay. Do you ever feel like you suffer from compassion fatigue? I'm tired of caring. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and one of the things that is highlighted here is that there is so much need in our world. Mm. And, you know, you and I, those of us who live here in Australia are so well off that we are in a position to help out and are constantly being called upon to help out in some way. 
And eventually it all just becomes too much and too big and we just throw up our hands and this is like, I can't do everything. I actually, yeah, I actually. And we end up doing nothing. I actually felt this in in Africa, Lyle in Kenya, when we were going to like all the remote villages and doing the free medical um, pop-up camp there. And you you want to give so much to these people, these kids with no shoes and these ladies with like, you know, no clothing and, and people with no eyeglasses and just, you just want to give them everything. And then you realize there's so many of them. I could give and give and give until I'm almost in their position. I have nothing left to give and it wouldn't solve anything really. It might just make one person's life better for a short period of time or until they've grown out of those shoes or until those glasses fall off, you know, and then, and then you were just back where you started. And there was this, this sense of like the problem, like the enormity of the problem is so much. You're just like, what can I possibly do? And even, and then, like, and then I looked at it at a bigger scale. Like, even if everybody in Australia gave everything they have until we were all dirt poor, we'd given everything to the people of Kenya, would it really fix anything? Or would it just momentarily make their lives a little bit easier? Because if, like, the system over there is broken, you know, how yep. can you fix that? So, yeah, it is compassion fatigue. And after a while, you stopped giving because it was like, is there really any point? The other thing that I found traveling around, um, you know, in Ethiopia, which is, you know, an even less developed country, is that, you know, we travel over there, we fly over there, there's only so much that you can take with you. Right. Um, and the need is so big, you know, you've got 80 million people there and you can help out maybe five. Right, right. And it's just like, it's just a drop in the, it's a drop in the, in the in in the in the ocean, mm-hmm. it's, this is not solving the problem. It's not really, you know, helping anybody out here. You know, and I took I took stuff with me, you know, clothing, shoes, etc. That um, I didn't need to bring home. Yeah, I, I took stuff because I'm like I just leave it there. Well, we we had the same thing where we were like, oh, we wish we bought this, we wish we bought that. The reality was, with the airline that we flew with, to pack an extra suitcase was literally a thousand US dollars. Yeah. And uh, which is not realistic for us. No. You know, we're, we're wealthy compared to them, but we're not that. <laughs> no, 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 no. And uh, very few people. But, but you know, early on in our trip, we thought to ourselves, "Man, I wish I'd bought like one pair of underwear and one pair of jeans and one shirt, and the rest of my suitcase. I wish I'd packed it full of spectacles, um, just so you know, I, could, I have more glasses to give out to people who can't see properly." But you know, what are you going to do with one change of clothes for two months in Africa? Like it's yeah, yeah. It, <clears throat> even now, just just the 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 helplessness that I feel in the face of this problem is still just really real. Yeah. Mm. So for compassion fatigue is a real thing. Oh, the, other, the, other, the other thing that I think we suffer <laughs> from is, and I want to highlight this if I can, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, in contact with some people over the next couple of weeks, is the drought. Right. I was listening to this uh, yesterday um, to a bit of an expose and you do feel like, like how can one person make it rain, you know? When the drought first started, we were all buying, you know, buy a bale campaign, yep. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Buy a bale of hay, send it out west, keep our farmers going, you know, all that kind of thing. We have now been in the drought so long that the hay that we bought, you know, was used up months ago. Yeah. And the whole buy a bale uh, campaign and the other similar campaigns to it have dried up. Because it was like, well, yep, we, we, we got in there, we did our bit, we supported the program, um, 
and you know to get the farmers over this hump. But rather than being a hump, it's become a mountain. Right. And it's become a very silent mountain. You can't hear drought unless you drive quite a distance. You're not going to see drought. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's become this, this kind of silent predator that has been destroying, you know, uh, the regional parts of Australia. And we have started to really started to forget about, um, the thing that I wonder is like, you know, because what was it? Woolies and Coles had that huge um, push to, to raise money for the drought and the farmers. And remember how they all, they're all wearing their plaid shirts and their jeans and their cowboy boots to work. And there was a huge push nationwide to collect money for the farmers. Like, how, where did that money all go? Because mm. I, I don't remember ever seeing like the, the, the crisis going backwards for a little while there. Because I said it was a huge amount of money they managed to collect, but I don't remember seeing the results of it. Yeah, well, I guess, um, you know, it's a huge problem and, you know, you can collect a huge amount of stuff and it sort of becomes a bit of a drop in the ocean. But uh, this is where this is where the fatigue starts to kick in because, you know, you give and 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 then you think, well, you know, you give to solve the problem. But when the problem doesn't go away, you know, how long, much longer do you keep giving for? There are towns out there that are about to reach day zero as far as their water supply goes. And at that point, you know, the population of those towns are just going to move. Right. It's going to leave. Yeah, it's going to create ghost towns. Um, and we're going to have uh, ghost towns for the first time here in Australia sort of taking place in mass for a long time. You know, ever since the uh, gold rush days, we haven't really had ghost towns that much before. Um, and uh, how, do you, how do you deal with that kind of a, a, a situation? Is this something that does it become financially viable even to just keep giving if this is the new world in which we are living, or do they just pull the plug early? Is there a, is there is there a time when you just start to have to say this is no longer no longer viable? This town is no longer viable, and we need to move out. Yeah, let's use the funds that we have now to relocate people, rehome people, re-career people, retrain people. And I think this is part of where the um, the giving fatigue or the compassion fatigue starts to fit in. And so, you know, recognizing and empathizing with the pain of people who are hurting, um, you know, that's our first steps towards action. But we need to grow and maintain our sensitivity to suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are so many causes out there that are calling for our emotional energy, our financial support, Um and in the midst of that, you know, if you look at Jesus, how many people, you know, what would it have been like for Jesus? Yeah, you kind of think to yourself, well, Jesus never had compassion fatigue. But then you read, you read like sort of in the little pockets of his stories and there's, there's definite times where he withdrew from the people and it was almost like he had to recharge. That's right. Okay, but let's think, let's think about Jesus. He comes to this earth. He has the power to solve the problems of the earth. Right. He solves problems that are in front of him. He heals people. He solves, you know, issues of poverty and, you know, all, all these kind of things. Doing mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of good, but he is God. He actually knows he's doing this in a small pocket of area called Judea. Right. He knows what is actually taking place on a global scale. Right. And he knows what he's doing is really just a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't stop doing what's closest to him. I think there's a really important lesson here. That's a good point. We can't solve the problems of the world. 
we, you know, go to, to uh, Africa or somebody, somewhere like that and we can give some stuff away and it is a drop in the ocean. It literally is just a drop in the ocean. We can't solve that, but what we can do is what lies nearest. Mm. So don't try and solve the world's problems. Just be compassionate towards the problems that are close to you. And I think this is the big takeaway lesson that we need to we need to take away from this is that um, <clears throat> yeah we do have an opportunity opportunity here to um, you know to to make a difference in our world because if everybody helps you know the person out that is closest then we will start to see tangible differences being made in our world. Anyway, we're going to come back. We're going to be reading from, and I'll just give you the verses to uh, to look up in preparation. James chapter one verse 5 through 8, and then James chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. You can look those up. Uh, But before then, we're going to have the Downing family with Journey on Believer. The Bible story as it's told Said a man named Joseph had a coat It made his brothers green with jealousy They sold him into slavery He pressed on with bravery Till he was next in line to Egypt's king Journey on, believer Keep your eyes upon the Lord The road may not be easy That leads to your reward When you're lost and weary Hold to his guiding hand A woman by the name of Ruth Was known by all for love and truth She kept faith when her beloved died For her devotion and her labor She acquired Boaz's favor Married him as part of Jesus' line Journey on, believer, keep your eyes upon the Lord The road may not be easy, that leads to your reward When you're lost and weary, hold to His guiding hand Journey on, believer, reach the promised land home and family to spread the word of God throughout the land. He died upon a rugged cross to save the souls of all the lost. Now he waits for us at God's right hand. Journey on, believer, keep your eyes upon the Lord. The road may not be easy. To your reward When you're lost and weary Hold to His guiding hand Journey on, believer Reach the promised land Reach the promised land 
Welcome back, guys. That was Downing Family with Jenny on Believer here on Faith FM. Mon, give us another clue for our quiz. All righty then. Nobody's Who got this one I? yet. No, no. Oops, oops, wrong side of the card. Oh, almost read the wrong clues. <laughs> okay. What book am I? This is a quote from this book. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Okay, so whereabouts are you going to find that book in the Bible? Uh, if you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669. And I just want to say thank you to all of those who have been messaging in with expressions of... Uh, Appreciation for The Breakfast Show. Um, a little earlier we did make the announcement that in about three and a half weeks' time The Breakfast Show is scheduled to come to an end. Um, hopefully um, another live show will be coming from another um, another city, another state. We're going to have more information about that. But uh, we've been just yeah getting flooded with um, expressions of support here. And if you'd like to express your support for what's been happening, uh, 1-800-324-843-0491-064-669. Yeah, we'd just love to hear from you. And it um, we we do appreciate it very, very much. Uh, It's just been an amazing experience for Mon and I to have you as a part of our family every morning here uh, during the weekdays. Well, it's turned me into a morning person. That was miraculous in and of itself. You have changed Mon. Mm-hmm. You have worked mm-hmm. a miracle in Mon's life. So yeah. you can all give yourselves a pat on the back this morning for what you have done for Mon. She will never be the same again. Her life well, has been transformed by uh, you. I as really a hope here. I can maintain this. <laughs> I'd hate to slip into my old ways and turn back into a night owl. Maybe I should hand out my personal number and all our listeners can wake me up. <laughs> give me a call. Are you awake, Mon? Get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be a wise idea. <laughs> Okay, write this down. Oh four. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, but send those messages through. Uh, we've been getting messages come through on Facebook as well. We do appreciate that. Um, 0491-064-669 if you'd like to text something through or give us a call, 1-800-324-843. Um, that'd be great. And, of course, the uh, yeah, new boss will be here tomorrow, so then give oh, him a call. Very excited. We're going to interview him. Yes, we are. Yes. Very yep. exciting. Um, he, uh, we just, we just noticed that he walked into the office mm-hmm. um, here about ten minutes ago. First, first time walking into the new office. So, yeah, yeah. Well, the first people in, went around. Very exciting. Familiarise himself. Yep. And I think he probably hasn't moved to the area yet. So uh, since he only got uh, appointed on Sunday. Yep. Uh, so probably yeah, a bit of a commute for him this morning, but he's um, probably looking for the kettle or the loo right now. We should probably go out. Give him a hand. I was like, yep. yeah, Adrian, this is where this is, and this is where that is. <laughs> anyway, getting back to our Bible study, James chapter one, verse five to eight. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Okay, so let's um, let's spend a little bit of time just working through uh, these passages right here because, you know, we talk about, uh, we were talking earlier about... Um, Compassion fatigue. Hmm. And here we're talking about unstable people who are sort of, you know, they go this way and then that way and the other way. I'm just going to read this to you. 
there's some very poetic language here okay. um, <clears throat> in my old KJV. Let me just find it very quickly. Uh, where were we? James chapter 1, beginning in verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Upbraideth. Yes, I think we should bring that word back. There's a bunch of words here we should bring back. Everyone's going to think you're talking about a hairstyle. An upbraid. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> he gives liberally and does not give people a hard time. That's what it's saying. Okay. Um, and uh, ask for wisdom and it shall be given you. In other words... The only silly question is the question that is not asked. God is not going to tell you that's a stupid question Mm -hmm. if you ask a question. If you ask for wisdom, if you ask for knowledge, if you want to know about something, God is not going to upbraid you. You're just going to be stupid for not having asked. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, uh, and, And so this is what he said. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. And I think when it comes to compassion... And uh, you know expectations and these kind of things. I tend to we I tend to think that some of us are a little bit like um, somebody who is driven on the sea, just being tossed this way and then that way and then this way and then that way. And here's something that I have a very very firm conviction on when it comes to giving. Okay. We all need to find our favourite charity or charities. Mm-hmm. We all need to give. And we all need to find the ways in which it is practical for us to give. And we need to do so in a – and this is – it doesn't give you the same dopamine hit. It doesn't give you the same endorphins, I know. But we need to do so in a way that is regular and organized mm. because we will contribute so much more – than if we just go with every woman fancy that comes by. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is this. Do your research. Find the charities that touch your heart and that you want to give to. And then, you know, pick maybe, say, two or three. And then set up a regular donation from your bank account. Just organize it with your bank, you know, every week, every month, whatever, put X amount into uh, this particular charity. And, you know, you get your uh, your receipt that you get back from there, um, which typically is going to be a tax deductible receipt, and away you go. The reason that you need to do this is because it will be so much more effective for the charity if they have regular income. Uh, I worked for 10 years in self-supporting work where um, you know, you're know, you donation-based and it was our regular donors that would put in $10 a week that we relied on rather than our spur-of-the-moment donors that would tip in $400,000. Mm-hmm. Um, it was our regular donors that put bread and butter on the table. Our, our spur-of-the-moment donors were tended more towards you know special projects and those kinds of things. <clears throat> and so if you can do something on a regular basis, this will give your charity a regular income that they can budget on, that they can make plans based on, that they can actually do something practical with. So, and and then of course pick two or three and just you know, make it regular like that. Um, what is going to happen is you're going to have everybody, you know, calling up on from the phone and, you know, all this kind of thing and, and, uh, um, you know, and and yeah, when I see you know someone standing outside the supermarket or whatever with their with their rattle can there with um, rattling with coins and whatnot, I'm happy to throw some coins in that kind of thing. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, um, it's an Aussie thing. It's an Aussie thing mm-hmm. to do. Somebody knocks on the door, um, toss them a bit of cash. I never give over the phone if somebody calls me up. Yeah. If you're a if you're a charity that is going to get into telemarketing, I just have to say, 
for me, it's never going to happen. I'm never going to trust somebody that's ask, asking for money on the phone. Yes. It's just, you know, my level of trust for that. I've had so many uh, Nigerian scams call me over the years that, um, and similar that uh, I, I'm just not going to go there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the best way is to, is to actually get out there and meet the people. Um, but we need to find some. And if you don't have a charity, they're not hard to find. Yes, heaps. Give us a call. We can recommend a few. Absolutely. Uh, we have David Haupt, who is a regular here. He's in charge of a charity. Um, he's a regular on the show. He'll be here on Thursday this week because we've made a spot for um, the new boss, Adrian Raytheel, tomorrow. Um, so that will be tomorrow's interview. Um, so, yeah, get ready to give uh, give the new boss a call. Ask him some questions. But uh, regular giving rather than being tossed about like, you know, a piece of flotsam and jetsam on the sea is what is going to make a difference in our world. And it's, as you say, giving and supporting charity and volunteering is the Australian way. Amen. And the Christian way too. Yeah.
Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. (laughs) Is forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Welcome back. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. That was Sarah Groves. I'm going to hit you another clue from our Breakfast Bible Quiz. It's a What Book Am I quiz. This is our final clue for it. And it goes like this. This book bears the name of the person to whom Paul sent it. This book bears the name of the person to whom Paul sent it. For example, if I wrote a book as a letter to Lyle, I would have called that book Lyle. Mm. So, in the same way, Paul wrote this as a letter to someone. And, and if and you wrote more than one Paul. letter to me, it might be Lyle 1, Lyle 2, Lyle yeah. 3, Lyle 4. First Lyle and second Lyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that comes. Ah, dearie me. Okay, um, Mon. Yes. Um, <clears throat> one of our listeners thinks you're getting old. Well, I am. It's all <laughs> so we had this message through that came through. What the heck, mate? You have to keep the creaky show going. The creaky the show. The creaky show. <laughs> what is Someone that? thinks we're getting old. <laughs> it's because we always clear our throats on. on I the continue microphone. on. It's part of my life. I really appreciate the show and love hearing the wisdom on current issues. It's just great having these messages come through this this yes. morning. Yep. Um, we love hearing from you guys. Thank you for sending them through. Please keep them coming. Um, 0491-064-669 or give us a call on 1-800-324-843. Um, of course, uh, for various financial reasons and so forth, the, uh, the end of the breakfast show is expected to take place on the 12th of October, so just three and a half weeks away from now. You can also and message us via Facebook. we really, really miss you guys. So please please shoot us some messages through Facebook. Yeah, um, face, uh, Faith of M Australia is our Facebook name. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, it, th- I think the person has actually sent a little star through with a correction for Brecky Show. Oh, oh, Creaky Show. Rather than the Creaky <laughs> Show, it's the Brecky Show. Ah, uh, they thought they could yeah, hear my joints, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, <laughs> thought so. Anyway, question of the day. Mon, what have we got for question of the day? Yes, give me your phone, Lyle, so I can videotape you doing <laughs> Um, today is a great question uh, coming in uh, through our texting line. I uh, hope you're ready for this one, Lyle. Let me get your pretty face on this video camera so we can videotape. Here we Hopefully go. it won't break. Okay. Christ died and his spirit departed from his body. If we were created in his image, did he also possess a soul? If so, did it cease to exist and then exist again once his spirit returned to his body on the third day? Okay, so Hebrews chapter 2, the Bible says that in uh, verse uh, 16 through 18, that Jesus was made in all points like we are. Uh, sorry, that's Hebrews chapter 4. Um, and uh, But in chapter 2, uh, it says that, yeah, he was made like us in everything. So he was made completely like us. In, he became a human being like us. He's the same composition that we have. The question comes down to what is the soul, what is the spirit, what is the body? What is the difference between these two? What are we talking about when we talk about the soul? The confusion comes in when people equate the soul and the spirit as being the same thing and as being a ghost that lives somewhere inside of us that we actually possess. We need to get a Bible definition for what the soul is. And the Bible gives you a very, very clear definition for what the soul is, and it removes all confusion. So let's go to Genesis chapter 2, and let's read about the creation of the first human being. Genesis chapter 2, of course, death is the opposite of creation. So if you want to know what happens when a person dies, you look at how a person was created. In verse 7, watch this. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. So there you have a body. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That is the spirit. 
So the spirit of the human being is the breath of life. That is not a conscious thing. That is not a ghost. That is simply the breath of life. It's like electricity. Um, when you add electricity to a light bulb, a light bulb is like a body. You have a living light bulb. You have light. Okay, so we've got two things that have been added together here. A body plus the spirit, the human spirit, the breath of life, have been brought together. And the Bible says, and man became a living soul. Notice what the Bible does not say. The Bible does not say that God creates a body and then puts a soul inside of it. No. When that body comes to life, that body is a living soul. That's what a soul is. It is not something that is separate from your body. It is who you are. It is not a ghost. It is not something that comes and goes and floats around or anything like that. The Bible says that a dead person will never, ever, ever return to his own house. That is not something that actually takes place. When ghosts turn up, they are not dead people who are departed. They are people. They they are evil spirits trying to masquerade as such. And we've got so many verses in the Bible that that uh, back this up. We can flick over here to where were we? Uh, Revelation chapter 16 and verse 3, the Bible says, The second angel poured out his vial on the sea. It became like the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. The sea is not full of ghosts. Every person who was you know, in the sea um, died. The Bible goes says the same thing in First uh, Peter uh, chapter 3 and verse 20, talking about the time of Noah when God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. There was not eight ghosts saved in the ark. There was eight living people who were saved in the ark. And so when Jesus died, he died in exactly the same way that you and I died. He did not have a soul that floated away and that was immortal. The word soul and spirit are mentioned over 1,700 times in the Bible, and there's not a single solitary verse anywhere in Scripture that states that either the soul or the spirit is immortal. This is Tim Moore. You listen to Faith FM. If you have a question, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Freedom in that land, nothing but peace in that land. So come and go with me to that land where I'm bound. They'll be singing in that land, voices ringing in that land. We'll all be together. There's freedom. 
Welcome back, everybody. That was Tim Moore with Come Go With Me here on Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show. We have come to the end of oh, our clues. Oh, slip in one clue? It's the book that comes right after First Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to be quick to give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669 if you know the answer. And we would love to hear from you this morning. There is going to be a prize coming your way if you can figure out what comes after First Timothy. Uh, which book um, comes after First which Timothy? Book, that's right. You can book? win that cookbook. But for now, it, Lila, we're actually going to wear our freebie giveaway, which is and just. If you don't call, we're going to all give you the dunce's hat yeah. for the day. Our freebie giveaway today, however, just be the first person to call through. You don't have to answer any questions. And I thought, Lyle, I, yes. thought, I thought, you know, we announced some unexpected news today. We did. So I'm going to give away a book called. We're pretty gutted about it. I'm going to give away a book called Tales of the Unexpected. Nah, how There's about people out there that link? want to keep the brekkie show going. I'm like, hey, just give me a microphone and a headset. We'll go. And a bunch of money to make it happen. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You've got funded as well. Okay, so give us a call if you'd like to get a copy of the book Tales of the Unexpected, <clears throat> The Subversive Stories of Jesus. This has been written by Melville Tinker with Nathan Buttery um, about the parables, about some modern-day parables. Um, incredible book. Give us a call. It's totally for free. 1-800-FAITH-FM. I can't be talking anymore. 1-800-FAITH-FM. You don't need to answer any questions. All you've got to do is be the first person to run that number. It's 1-800-324-843. Of course, if you would like to study the Bible, give us a call on that same number. We can definitely hook you up. It's a free service. You can do it online. You can do it by yourself in a group setting with a tutor. However you're comfortable, um, if you're curious about the Bible, if you're curious about what the Bible actually says, what it says about the end times, what it says about your life, what it says about a real God that exists, definitely give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. This is an interesting book. I've not seen this one before. It's something one. It's definitely one I would like to read myself. So give us a call right now. Show. Sure.
Yes, I know.